I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Do you know, I think, I think the listener's going to be upset again today, Francis. Why? Because I was n- unable to, uh, yeah. to make this one. What time did you f- record this one? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. in the morning, 2 a.m. for you. Yeah, that's that is when it was. It wasn't so much the time; it was just the day. Because obviously, I had stuff to do Monday morning. So I feel like the time is pretty hectic as well. Recording a podcast at two a.m. Do you go to sleep yeah. or do you wake up for it? What do you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I guess I'm more um, in a sleep routine these days than you know back when we lived in when we lived together. You know, I think. What time to- were we going to sleep back in the? Well, you, you didn't Novello sleep. Street I, days. You didn't sleep, if I remember. You just, you just up all night partying. That's what you were doing. No, no, I'd be asleep, and then, I, then you'd come in, you know, with, with uh, a gaggle of girls. What, and laugh at you? What were we doing? What no, we you doing? just all jump on the bed, and we just jump on your bed and then run away. That's what we yeah. do. And I was like, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> you know, I still get prank called. I still get prank do called. You? Yeah. From who? Well, if I if I knew, I would tell them. It's obviously a prank call. You don't know who the caller is. That's the whole point of it. But I mean, when when did your lump number get leaked? Oh, I did it ages ago on Twitter. I would met this girl, and I thought she's really cute. I only had a Twitter handle for some reason, so I tweeted her saying, "Call me," and attached my number to it. Oh my god! And that's then... so dumb. Didn't didn't I release your number once? Or yeah, something you like did. That? Yeah, I had to change my number. What did I, how did I really You said, look, I'm calling Francis on a live stream on your YouTube. Did I? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I literally was, it was, I was getting like 10 calls an hour. That's not that many. I thought you'd get more than that. It was enough for me to. Enough for you to change the number. It's relentless Um, enough. I tell you what you don't want to change today is this episode. This episode is an absolute rocket. We have uh, Jessica Power on, who Jess is from Married at First Sight Australia, on the same series as Ines was on, which is pretty epic. She spoke about a lot of the heavy stuff on this one. Really? 
yeah, a lot of heavy things are talked about in this episode. So if you are struggling with things that Jess has struggled with, we're going to leave some places you can go to below in the notes so you can go and check it out. And yeah, Frank, you'll, you'll listen to this one. Her, her, her brother had a really tough time and really hard hitting episode, but a really great one. And we find out a lot about Married at First Sight as well, which is such a full on program. Meeting the person you, who you marry at your wedding day and then you have to decide whether you love them or not. Yeah. That is, uh, maybe that's not how it's meant to go. I don't think that's <laughs> but how it's I, meant I to go. I don't know, like, apparently arranged marriages have a higher rate of success than, you know, than unarranged, ones. chosen marriages. But but I guess because the, the idea behind that is you are, you make the marriage work rather than finding the person who, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's about, yeah. it's focused on the, the making the marriage work with what you've got rather than trying to find someone who you've already got what it takes to make the marriage work, right? That sounded very simple. What you, that sounded really simple to that. Okay, yeah, I'm going to write a paper on it, I think. <laughs> All right, everybody. Listen, um, as always, uh, go and check out our Instagram um, private podcast. Go and send us an email, contact at privatepartspodcast.com. We might read them out in the um, bonus episodes on a Wednesday. Um, also, listen to our Wednesday episodes because we announce uh, what our, where the money and our fund is going to go. If you have a charity or community that you want to suggest for us to look into, to donating the money to, let us know. Or, and we'll announce those on our Wednesday episodes as well. Um, but for now, Frankie Bull... Sit back, relax, and listen to this incredible episode with the Jessica Power from Married at First Sight. Here we go. First thing I like to ask, are you a morning person or are you an evening person? Or you could be like an afternoon person. What type of person are you? I am definitely not a morning person. I am like, you know when, you know when like people hear like the devil's feet hit the ground and they go, oh God, she's up. That's me. Sorry, is that a saying? The devil's yeah. feet hit the ground. Yeah, when the devil's feet hit the ground, you realise they're awake and that's, you're just like, crap. That's me. Because I read this thing once where we're meant to have like, eight hours but I don't think I can sleep for like eight hours I have eight hours sleep and I wake up feeling sore like like my body aches <laughs> and I've got like uh, I, I have um you know FOMO that I've missed out on things that have happened what are you doing what because you think people are doing stuff in the morning so you're like wait hang on a second yeah. I feel like I missed out on all this thing that's going yeah, on yeah I need to be awake so I can just be there aware I'm very nosy yeah I, but I'm I'm similar with you in that way where actually I get fo- the biggest thing that I had to try and get over because I'm in I'm like 32 now was FOMO FOMO for me was like the hardest thing because and that was what was quite good about lockdown that happened in the Mm. UK is that there was no reason to have any FOMO whatsoever because you couldn't because no one could go out see I we we didn't have such a hectic lockdown as that as you guys have but um the three months we did have here I feel it's turned me quite reclusive in the sense where you know what? Like, I actually don't want to go out. I don't want to go yeah, out to yeah. the bars and the clubs. I just want to chill or have people over. I'm like, what's yeah. wrong with me? Like, we get sort of this agoraphobia, right, where we don't yeah. actually want to leave the house. And then also, the good thing is that you have people living in your house, right? So I just have my girlfriend living with me, and we're still in lockdown at the moment. So when you see people or you bump into people, you see people across the road, you do that awkward thing, you literally go like, ah, and you forget how to talk. To individuals and also over here no one really wants to go out to the bars and things like that anymore because actually it's just quite nice as chilling and relaxing at home but I feel but I feel like I feel like for you 
if you go out, people must just recognize you all the time, right? That's the other thing as well, you know, like two and a half years on, you think it would just settle, but no. And, and you know what? Like, I don't mind. I don't mind it. But there are yeah. some times where people will scream, like they'll scream at the top of their lungs and they'll run up to me and I'm like, okay, I've got about two seconds of my head to go. Either this person is going to hurt me or this person's a real big fan <laughs> and they're crying no. and they're carrying on and they they run and they hug you and like that because I'm only tiny, tiny. Like I'm, I look really tall on TV. I'm only like five, six or something or six. Oh, you're little, you're I'm, little. Yeah, and I'm like, and I weigh like 47 kilos. Like I'm tiny. <laughs> you're tiny. So so people, these people running at you. Yeah, so when people <laughs> run at me, sometimes if, even if my boyfriend grabs me in for a hug too hard, I'm like, Ugh. like a hard, a really um, strong wind. I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I get, sometimes I get a, bit, a little bit nervous and alcohol comes into it. People are just drunk yeah. and they're like, they get a little, a little bit more confident and I just, I can't be nasty either. I can't be like, no. So I, I will stop for everyone and I can't take two steps in front of myself without being stopped. Even when I'm out at dinner with family or friends. It's true though. It's when, it's when what happens is when people get a little bit drunk. That's mm. when, so what happens is, is that it's okay at the beginning and then when people start to drink a little bit, that's when they get the confidence to come up and say things. Or... Yeah, they'll be like, oh, I hated Dan anyway. Like, why have you can do so much better than Dan? And I'm like, all right. Uh, yeah. I just like, don't know what to do. Like, By the way, I can't tell you how much people are freaking out that I got you on the podcast. Really? They're like, in a good way, man. Like in a, in a super good way. It's blown up over here in the UK. And that's for you, it's like two and a half years like on which is kind of weird so you get these like different waves we've just had our our most recent reunion air here because obviously you know personal growth over two years was quite you know it was quite uh, evident in the way that i was you know portrayed on this at this final reunion yeah. So, so it was easy for me just, you know, to sustain all the hate. Now I've so, now I've got all these people that actually love me, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful for it. But do you know how hard it is to sustain love? Like when you just hate the hated one, and you do something, you know, like that's a little bit off the cuff. Everyone's like, oh, Jess, you know, whatever. But then when I do something now, everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe she did that. When like really, wait, wait, you think it's harder? To, you think it's harder to sustain love than it is to sustain. So it's it's harder to keep that love going than the hate. Hundred percent, a hundred percent, it is because you need to constantly be this martyr for the public and this martyr for your friend, for your fans. You know, you yeah. you do if you have a bad day and you uh, get asked something in media, question about somebody in media, and you're having a bad day and you've got bad blood with that person, you say anything mm. out of you know all the all the cams and the jewelsers, they all say oh, you know, I, I don't want to comment or, you know, I, I feel like, you know, perhaps... And they give you, you know, this really uh, elegant uh, explanation, mm. whereas I'm like, well, I just think she was a bitch. Yeah, but that's a good thing. That's why people react, react to you in, like, a, in a good way, right? And that's mm. why people are sort of obsessed because I think, you know, I, I did a reality show for, like, 10 years over yeah. here in the UK. And, and I think that the, the, the thing, with the trick, what I found out is that you have to be authentic. And if you're authentic, it, that people re- like respond to it in a positive way. The problem is when you try and play a role. And with the people that if they're playing a role, that's like a tricky situation because you, first you get caught out. And secondly, if you say something that is controversial, 
that people don't understand why you're saying it because you're meant to, meant to be vanilla. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, um, you know, it's so much easier to be relatable. And to be relatable isn't just to be, you know, like overly nice all the time. Relatable is to be, you make mistakes, you say the wrong thing, you embarrass yourself, uh, yeah. you, you, you break the rules. And, you know, the, the way that I was on the TV show was a bit, like it was disgusting. But it doesn't mean that I'm not that person still. But I definitely have grown and learned from my yeah, but, mistakes. But why do you think it? Was, why do you think it was disgusting? Well, I mean, look, I was sitting there. I used to sit at the dinner table, going, "Do you know what? I couldn't give two shits about what any of you people think about me. So I'm just going to be a complete bitch." And you know what? That's fine to not care. Mm. But these people had done nothing to me in order to garner that sort of, um, you know, sort of. Bit negativity from me so Mm -hmm. it's it's made it made me in a way you know very i'm very much more empathetic um i I, the whole world didn't revolve around me and i realized that you know i can hurt some people because my biggest problem before the show as well my best friend used to say it she goes jess you can't say sorry you just even when you know you're wrong you just you can't say sorry just say sorry and own it so um yeah i learned a lot of like just just little bits I tweaked and learned about myself that just make you a better yeah. person. You know, I'm still my fiery attitude. I still, you know, I'm sassy. I say what I want. Maybe that, that, that's like the byproduct of like when you do a TV show like Married at First Sight, mm. you sort of see, you know, how people react and stuff. That that makes mm. you go, oh shit, did I do something wrong? But actually, I don't think you did do like anything wrong at all. I feel like you were just quite honest about your feelings and I don't think there's a problem with that the fact that the public didn't like that doesn't make you a bad person I don't yeah. think and and you shouldn't you shouldn't change yourself because people were mean because if we go into the if we go into actually what happened I know it's two and a half years ago but I'm just psyched I'm like sort of starstruck right now to be chatting to you oh thank you I was so excited I told my partner and he goes oh my god no way he goes oh you know they get all the rappers and stuff on there and I said yeah because I'm a rapper <laughs> You know what I mean? But he was like pumped. So no, I do thank you for saying that about me. But yeah, I was he was excited. <laughs> no, of course. So what happened with you is that you were you do this TV show which is called Married at First Sight, and for all the listeners who don't know, and they do know, right? You you go onto the show and you have to marry the person that you've never met before, that you just go and meet them and you walk into it. It's nuts. If you actually just if we think about the concept, it is. it's completely nuts you have to marry the person that you have never met and you're apparently completely compatible with so you were partnered with mick Mm. so so give me say you walk into the room and there's mick in front of you what do you think straight away thank god he's not old so so that's your first thought was thank god he's not old okay he's not old well well, see they made me walk down the aisle six or seven times yeah. because to get, you know, the, per- the all the angles and everything. So, and all I could think was like, oh, thank God he's not old. And then, see, the only thing that was compatible about Mick and I was that we both just love to have a laugh. And we both okay. just have real... And that was it. That was as far as it went. Um, and then that's my first thing. He, you know, he cracked a joke straight away and it was very just like... Did that break the ice a little bit? Yeah. And I like that. I like someone that can make me smile. But, you know, everything after that just wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, but the thing, because it's tricky, right? Because then you're, then you're thrown into the situation where you're creating this show mm. where you have to live with this stranger that you don't met and you have to just basically try and, you know, fall in love with this person. It's like an arranged marriage, right? I, I find, like, the love side, but I find, like, the sort of uh, the emotional side, because you have to, like, 
be like romantic with this person. You have to like kiss them and learn all these different things. And most of the guys, which I found out, basically the guys start complaining that their partners aren't having sex with them. And you're like, well, they're like strangers. So why are you meant to just jump into bed with them? What do you feel about that? Well, see, the thing was, <laughs> Mick, so one, so we had a big fight at, at his homestay. And that was over the way he spoke about my family to me. But what wasn't shown on uh, TV was... Yeah, what was bleeped out? Yeah, well, so he called my best friend and my sister sluts. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. My best friend didn't say two words because she was she had pneumonia, so she, she was really sick. My sister's the most beautiful, gorgeous girl ever in the whole entire world. And I will put her above everyone ever. So how dare you? And then he called my dad. Yeah, he totally. called my dad. Um, called my dad a fuckwit. Called my brother a fuckhead. Uh, said that they were drunk. Uh, sorry, your best mate was drunk, mate. Not my family. Um, and then his best friend who delivered that disgusting speech was there, Broxy. And he goes, mm-hmm. so you used to banging or what? And um, the, the cameras, cameras weren't there just yet. So, Jesus. And, I, and um, Mick's like, nap. And like, you know, I'm about as, I'm about, oh God, I'm about as toey as a Roman sandal. I'm this close to going and booking a fucking prostitute. And I was like... <laughs> Look, like I didn't want to sleep. The cameras aren't here at this point. No, the cameras aren't no, here. No, and that's why I had to. Re- we had to try and reenact it. And I walk off halfway, halfway, and my producer's like, "What's wrong?" And you see this on TV, and I say, "I can't yeah. act fake on camera. Like I'm really upset right now. Like you know what? Any, I can call my brother and my family all the names under the sun, but you no, know, nobody ever will have the right to talk about my family down to me." Like, and, and he, and he knew what my family upbringing had been like, you know, it was very rough. It was hard. And the, the relationships I have, I have like fought truth and nail for. He knew that. And so for him to just, you know, just slander them like that for just no good reason. And then expect me to want to be with him and sleep with him. And then tell me he's going to sleep with a prostitute. I was like, are you for real? My producer, what you, it was all cut out as well. I, my I woke up and I actually ended up in a hotel room that night. And I remember going... How did I get here? My producer goes, Jessica, your eyes literally went black. And you were, and I was probably like, get him away from me before I claw his eyes out. I like took my ring off and st- yeah. like ditched out his head. They showed it like I just put it down on the table. Uh-uh. I kicked the hell off. Like, I kicked off. Good. Because like, my, that's yeah, my family. Yeah, douchebag. Family is so important. I totally understand. When someone badmouths your family, you, you, you back them up 100%. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. I was like, you little piece of shit. Because he used to, every commitment ceremony, this is going to go into like a whole podcast of me slamming me. I, we no, actually, come on. No, no, listen, you don't say, no, just, we'll just get into it. We actually made up. We're actually good. But like, I'll just tell you the behind the scenes. Like every commitment yeah. ceremony, I would say, Han, because like our communication, you know, love language was so poor. And I'd say, hey, baby, like, we okay? Is everything good? Like, you know, anything we, you want to talk about? No, babe, we're good. We're happy. We're good. Get up on the couch and like, <laughs> just getting my face ripped off with all these things that I didn't know what was wrong. So I feel like Mick just, it just sort of. Why wasn't he be honest with you then? Uh, Why was he just. I have no idea. I have no idea. I feel that perhaps he, maybe he felt that he was being made to look like a fool. So he wanted to make me look like a fool. But I got the last laugh. Not really. Not towards the end, anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you confided in him, right? So you guys, yeah. you know, you, you told him stuff like you said about your family mm-hmm. and things like that. And, you know, you explained this upbringing that you had. And so yeah. you kind of, you had this trust yeah. with each other. So for them, to him to kind of throw that back in your face. It's very odd. It's very odd. And, you know, Mick, Mick wanted from the start, like, you know, I, I was 20, I think I just turned 20, just turned 27 while I was filming. So I was very, mm. very young. You know, I'm going to be on my phone. I, I, I'm, my uh, excitement levels are going to be a little bit more over the top and uh, not as mature as I think he wanted, you know. Of course, it, yeah. We were just on two different levels from the second we met and I just think he couldn't stand it. But, like, it don't. he just never spoke to me about anything like that. And, yeah, so when, when the whole sex thing came out with him wanting to sleep with an escort, I was like, how am I supposed to sleep with somebody who doesn't actually woo me at all? He does no romance. There's yeah. no romance. He goes, I show you romance. I said, tapping me on the bum when I walk past you is not romance. And he actually said, he goes, you know, you walk. What he used to, say, what he used to do. Yeah, and, and he used to, and he goes, <laughs> after, the, after the escort comment, he goes, I was like, that's disgusting, Mick. And he goes, well, Jessica, you know what? You walk around here with your short shorts on and your tops with no bra on. Of course I'm going to be like, and I quote, he goes, big dog's got to eat. Oh, my God. And so I'm just like, what is happening? Give me the wine. That's possibly the most hideous statement I've ever heard. And now my friends, they just just like torment me with it. Big dog's got to eat. My friends torment with me with it now as well. I'm like, shut up, guys. <laughs> oh my fucking yeah. god! And my nan passed. My nan passed away while I was swimming too. And during the yeah. whole time I was grieving my nan, he was still just trying to tap my bum and stuff. And then when 
the the, the topic of um, intimacy came up when they were where they asked why we hadn't slept together. I said, well, you know, my nan's just passed away, and like he hasn't even asked me if I'm okay. He just he just tries to stick his tongue down my throat. But also, I just I, this is what I don't understand. Like this is what I feel like is unfair. That mm. I feel like there's this pressure to. And maybe you maybe it comes from both sides, but there's this like whole like thing, especially from the producers in the show, that it's like, have you guys slept together? Have you guys Every slept together? Day. Have you guys slept together? Yeah, and and it, that's what's weird because why does why does having sex define whether you guys are are working in a relationship or not? That's what I don't really get, and I, and I struggle with because that also from a woman point of view, that's quite tricky, right? Because you're like, fuck, I don't want to sleep with this guy. Yeah. You know, so but why do I feel like I have to? Because there's that pressure as well. And and also, like, I don't want to get up on a couch and talk, you know, as, 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 as um, you know, vivacious and, you know, seductive and whatever it is that I came across on the show. Mm. Like, sex to me is still very personal. Like, I, I don't want to yeah, talk yeah. about my sex life to, like, people I first of all don't know. Cameras everywhere. My father is going to watch this show. Yeah, I, I don't know, and and so every morning you're pressured. So do you guys sleep together last night? Did you guys sleep together last night? And it's like, it it just takes the um the passion and the ex- it takes the passion out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, oh, do, should we sleep together? Because like, you know, is that the, that's what they want? Or if we're not sleeping together, is is it is will the public feel that we're not working? Like I've I my um relationship that I was in for six years. He and I didn't sleep together for the first four 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 months of our relationship. Mm. You know, it, it just sex shouldn't define like it, it is a very big part of a yeah. relationship, but it shouldn't define whether sure. or not you work. My family members are um, all born again Christians, and then my cousins who are now married, they 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 don't believe they sustain from sex if all marriage. You know, like really? yeah. So like I don't I just don't feel it should define whether or not you're going to work. No. Listen, and a, and, a, and a lot of people would would agree with that, mm. and I and I totally agree with you. I don't. And I think it's an entertainment show, mm. right? And so you shouldn't feel like you have to do something or be pressured into something because you know that's what you're meant to do. Mm. If you know what I mean, I feel like that's the hard thing. Can I can I ask and feel free to answer or not answer? Did you guys? I, I now I'm gonna I'm sounding like the fucking producer. <laughs> I'm sound, did you guys get romantic? Did you kiss or anything like that? Yeah. So Mick and I we did kiss. Um. So so the one time I actually kissed him back, and I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll just see. Um. So I because I always used to just peck like peck. I'll just see. I, said, well, I'll just I, I, see. I don't know. Like sometimes sometimes you can get that little bit of fire in your relationship from good. <laughs> And you and you kiss. were swept off your feet, weren't you? You were swept uh, off your feet. As as you I kissed. remember I kissed him because you should just peck him back normally. I kissed him back with yeah. a little bit of passion, no tongue, mind you. So, like, God help me if I had. And he pushes me onto the bed. And, look, I'm making a lovely guy. Please don't think I'm slandering him. But he pushes me onto the bed. And I'm, trying, I'm like, ugh, get off me. And he drills onto my chest. <laughs> So that was about as far as I... That's because big dogs got to eat. Uh-huh. Big dogs got to eat. It was That's like a, a salve. He was, you know, salivering at the mouth. Oh, yes. Like, like, like Mick's amazing. Mick is such a good guy. But you know what? Yeah, yeah. I can just tell what type of guy you're going to be from the second I kiss you. And net thank you. Yeah, can you? Are you that type? Of, I, I'm, I'm kind of like that. I, I, I think when you do kiss someone, you kind of know straight away what they're like. Yeah, and whether it's full on or yeah, or relaxed. and you know it's going to be like if, if, if it's like, 
passionate if they know what they're doing like you know all these things go into into he drooled on he drooled on my chest. chest and that was that that um that actually came out on the show so people will see that oh my God. it was disgusting and embarrassing and i remember locking myself in the bathroom for the rest of the day because <laughs> i didn't oh want to make God, him feel yes. more embarrassed but i was like oh i've got to go shower like 20 times <laughs> so so and then basically what we got to explain to people who haven't seen it is that so then it, things are, are going all over the place and you start to fancy Dan mm. and you start to like Dan who's this new person who's come in mm. and and you're at the ceremony and what happens is is that you get the choice to to stay or leave mm. and as partners that's what you do and if one of you decides to stay that means the other person has to stay right this is the mm. whole sort of premise of the show and you choose to stay because you're like, well, I fancy this guy called Dan and I want to see where that goes. But this is sort of secretly what you're thinking, right? How does that play out if you had to explain it? So uh, so basically, so after the fight that I've already explained to you guys, which happened at Mick's mm -hmm. homestay, I said to my producer, I rang my executive producer, I said, I'm going home. I'm going home. I don't want to be here. Like, send me home, please. And they have just gone, oh, crap. We've got no more villains. Everyone here is too nice and boring. Yeah, because honestly, it was it was Ness an and then and then you. You guys are, you guys were the ones everyone wanted to watch, right? <laughs> you were the, it's true, you are. If you, if you look at everyone in the UK, it's all about you guys. That's what it is. Everyone, yeah. everyone thinks you guys are great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so they've obviously just scrambled. They've scrambled. And they threw Dan and Tamara's wedding together within literally a day. They got a phone call the day before. Dan was everything on my checklist. Everything on my checklist. Um, and I was everything on his. And Tamara was not his type up whatsoever. And also, producers, yeah, the producers expect, right? choose our outfits, right? And I remember that night because I was thinking, this is my last dinner party. I want to wear one of my really pretty long, like, um, you know, formal gowns, really beautiful. Like, yeah. I had heaps of beautiful silk dresses. And I'd come out and the producer would say, nah, go back in. Come out with another one, nah. And I said to Mick, watch this. I'm going to choose my sluttiest dress that I own here right now. And I bet you $10 billion I'll say yes. Come out in that one where I'm untie, start to untie the black one. Come out in that. Like I wouldn't even wear that out like normally. And they were like, "Yep, yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's the one. That's the one." And I was like, oh. "So they knew. They knew straight yeah, away. They wanted me to dress. They wanted me to honeypot. You know." So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so so Dan actually initiated a lot of the conversation, and some of the things he said to me were bleeped out and not shown on TV because it would be like. Well, explain. So 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 you guys are singing. Oh! You fancy each other, and, and what is he? Well, we had a few drinks, you know. You know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a few drinks, and like you know, he was like. I was flirting, he was flirting. And then they showed this at the reunion, actually. So Dan, sorry, Tamara and Mick got to see it, which was kind of shitty. But Dan's like, God, I'd love to take you around the back and give you a good one right now. And how's 27-year-old Jess thinking, oh, my God, this guy is the one? Like, Yeah, this guy is just, what? Oh, my you God. Love me? <laughs> oh, my God, I've never been spoken to with such class. So like, <laughs> you know, like now I would be like, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, but you just also you're in that environment, right, where everything's like heightened mm. and all these different things and you, you fancy this person. So say, it's, but I think, so, it's so like misogynistic. It's, it's, so, it's crazy. It was, it these was. Guys. But I think, you know, I think, you know what it was? I think it was, you know, when you're in the desert, right? 
And like, yeah. there's just no water anywhere. And then you see a bit of water. It's not, just, you can't, you can't compare, you can't compare the sort of dehydration to the fact I that was, Dan, I... Dan had just arrived. <laughs> Dan arrived, you're, you're super hot. And so he was like, okay, I just want to, I, I want to hook up with this person. Like, it's, it's not that he saw a mirage I, or something like that. I think I just wanted the attention. Course, for a yeah, bit yeah, and that was nice and then after yeah. that when we so then so then that happened the whole dinner party you know and then after we left that night um my executive producer grabbed me and she said jess um can i talk to you for a second i thought oh shit i'm in trouble again you know <laughs> but i wasn't and she goes dan's asked for your number do, do you want to give it to him uh, to him and i said look um dan's really cool we had a great talk tonight but Tomorrow night's a commitment ceremony, can, so can we just hold off and see if Tamara likes him until I say yes, mm. because like I don't want to walk over her to get to him. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. And um, the next night it was, it, you know, Tamara said, like, we're just not getting along, blah, 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 we're just friends. And so then I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you know, fair game. Um, and also to be to to my credit as well. But you're still with you're still with you're still with Mick at this point. Yeah, but Mick and I had a long long before this moved into separate apartments. We weren't talking, we weren't seeing each other besides for commi- uh, dinner parties and commitment ceremonies. Because he seemed like he really liked you. He didn't really like me. You know what it was? His pride was hurt. He's embarrassed on yeah. on TV. So of course sure. he's going to you know he he didn't like me from the second he did that. Um, Commitment box on our honeymoon. But big dogs got to eat. Oh, yeah. I know, exactly. He's probably just putting in the legwork trying to get a bit of a meal out of me, but I'm sorry. So, so wait, because it's sort of perceived, I suppose, that Tamara, uh, Tamara, like, like Dan. Yeah. And Mick, like, so this is what it's perceived from a viewer's point of view. This is what you sort of see and you believe. You go, like, well, these guys actually like each other. And I, and I think, and, and then what happens is obviously you choose to stay and then and shit goes to town because... You and you and Dan basically sort of try to you have sort of what they perceive as like an affair, right? Yeah, and 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 you know what? Like it went for so it went for so long. I think it was the second last time, second last commitment ceremony where I had to convince Mick to stay. And I was so, I, I remember crying. Um, I was having a full breakdown um, before getting ready for mm. the commitment ceremony, and I was saying to my producer, "I've got nothing left to say that like to keep this man here. Like what?" Can I say like I I can't keep lying I I, I have no I've not, I've got nothing left you guys I I, I can't yeah. do this I honestly can't do this please and they were that they basically they didn't tell me what to say but they just gave me ideas um I didn't really I felt kind of bad but like I didn't realize at the you know to the extent of what how important mix you know home life was to him to me I just thought this was a great thing to do oh just listen what listen what we'll do is we'll come back into part two so it's going to be great because sorry i'm just so intrigued with this whole situation so listen to all you lovely listeners we'll be back in part two with jess hey jess you gonna stick around for part two i will stick around (laughs) i'll see you in part two bye bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.